0: Welcome to Flyover Conservative Podcast with David and Stacey Whited, where we break down current events and examine culture through the lens of conservative Christian values. Hey, hey, we are live. Look at the screen. It looks amazing. Somebody's been working.
1: New look. New, New
0: look. look. Yeah. Thank you to our graphics team. Thank you, Colton and Avery. This is so cool.
1: New and improved. For those of you sports fans out there that have ever watched Pardon the Interruption, PTI, it's kind of that idea. We're going to have short little five-minute sections pop. This will be our 5 o'clock show every night. And uh, basically, our our goal is to bring you outside of our regular scheduled uh,
0: interviews. Interviews, which this yep.
1: week have been huge. We've had Patrick Byrne. Which
0: came out today, by the way. Check it out on rumble.com forward slash flyover conservatives. Patrick Byrne, it is a great interview. I cannot wait for you all to hear it.
1: It's a little, it, it, it's the softer side of Patrick, it's the more philosoph- philosophical Side yeah, of but he Byrne gives some may not have ever great seen information before. at the end. And, and, and some some zingers on intel on a guy that's helped create the news, create intel over yep. the last, well, since November. You know, and kind of been involved in this for a lot longer than that, actually. So yep.
0: We also had a Coy Griffin video that came out. Truly remarkable. Cowboys I am moved by this man. He is a remarkable man. The things that he's done and the story that he had to share. Yep. Very powerful. Talking about January 6th. Check out that video; that is great. And then today's interview,
1: Koi, will make you want to be a better person. It's true. And if you have someone out there that's like people are part of January 6th, were you know, blah, blah, it's like might be, it might be a little more complicated. Yes. Than what Anderson Cooper and Rachel Maddow have led you to believe. True. And and maybe your brother in law or somebody could really use this Koi Griffin interview mm-hmm. because. The guy was just there is all, and he was leading people in a prayer with a megaphone and, and the full foot of the government came down upon him. Mm-hmm. And you kind of realize, you know what? Ugh, some of your freedoms aren't quite as as secure as yeah. you think. They can be taken away like that. And you have to begin proving your innocence. And so but it's still
0: a, a message of hope.
1: It's a great
0: He has so much hope story. for our country. I,
1: I challenge you this. Go to that interview at rumble.com uh, or use the Rumble app. I dare you to watch the first three minutes of it and not get sucked in and watch the whole thing. I challenge you. I dare, I dare you to not, to not watch it all. Yeah. You watch the first three minutes, you're like, well, now what? Well, then what happened?
0: That's exactly right. Very so, exciting. Incredible video. And then today we had the honor of actually interviewing His Glory Pastor. Dave Scarlett. Dave Scarlett. It was such a great interview as of, well. Of His Glory. That's right. Not,
1: not Dave Scarlett's glory. Nope. His glory. His glory. Not It's Dave Scarlet of his glory, but it doesn't mean it's it's of the glory of Dave Scarlet. And it's kind of confusing. You need a John Madden this thing out a little bit. It's Dave Scarlet of his glory, but you have to know that his is, is God. Yeah, that's is
0: God. exactly it's right. Not,
1: it's not of Dave Scarlett's glory.
0: And hearing his story was really, really powerful, as well as talking about the church and where the church is today and what's going on. So I think we've that got mountain. a lot of questions about, you know, what's going on in the church and where are we in the Bible? When's and
1: Jesus coming? When's
0: Jesus coming? Got, there are so many great answers in this interview with Pastor Dave Scarlett. It was great.
1: So it was a it was a great interview. You see him often with Amanda Grace and, and they do a show together. So it, it was great to get that. And he did deliver some pretty cool intel, the guys in, in the loop with General. Generals and colonels. And
0: yeah, he's a he's a marine.
1: He is a marine. Yep, not currently active duty.
0: Yep, but a marine. But, but
1: you're always Once a, marine. a marine.
0: Always a marine.
1: Always a marine. Like our friend Matt Mech. Yeah, lifelong marine. Meeting for five minutes, you're like, I bet you were a marine.
0: That's exactly right. So but you, I
1: bet you could make a bed really well, you know. So <laughs> so, so so Dave Scarlet, we enjoyed it a lot. He's he's great. Is Your sister Tammy. Yes, I think I think our stock is going to go up with her.
0: Definitely, she watches every show that she possibly can uh, from from Pastor Dave Scarlet. She's so. got
1: the Dave Scarlet lunch pail and the curtains and the action. He figure. said he didn't
0: have an action figure yet, but I bet it's
1: coming. Dave Scarlet is a guy that could have an action figure, and it would come out and be a big <laughs> seller. So, so our goal with the show each day at five o'clock, we're going to bring you about three big hits, something that's popping, something that kind of caught our eye, um, something that. Um, is interesting that 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 either people are talking about it, or we got another angle on it, or something people should be talking about it, and we got another side to it. So we're going to hit a few things with you real quick, P.T.I. style. Today we're talking about friends, foul, bush, and are you scared yet? And then we got a closing. And this show, obviously, seen in the bottom corner, is brought to you by our good friend Mike Liddell at My Pillow. We get up to sixty-six percent off everything there using promo code flyover
0: flyover so so okay so what you, if you see the timer up there at the top we've got five minutes after five minutes the bell will ring and that means it's time for us to move on there you go that's the bell time what's for that? us to move on so these are the topics let's start with friends i feel like i'm on uh uh what's that jeopardy i feel like i'm on jeopardy
1: you know and here's the point with friends when you're with your friends it's it's usually the most authentic version of yourself yes. it's it's the version of you that really that you really believe in mm-hmm. um, and typically people do not wear their mask when they're around friends or family or family mm-hmm. in these situations and here's where you kind of find out and we got a couple of pictures here we're going to show you of this previous weekend it was 911 uh
0: uh on Saturday the, the, the
1: 20 20-year memorial, uh, mm-hmm. you know, of of that event. And you get to see people in different settings. You saw there was a picture that went around of uh, Joe Biden and, and some of his deep state cronies, Obama, I believe. Uh,
0: the Clintons were there. The
1: Clintons, uh, maybe mm-hmm. even George Bush might've been in this picture, but there's a picture of them. You can see there of them at this memorial um, wearing their masks because they're in public and the cameras are on them. So you see the public version of their virtue signaling of, of hey, this is... Uh, Very serious thing. You see a former mayor down there of New York. You see, they got the mask on there. But we've all seen pictures of them over the last few weeks. You see Obama at his birthday party. There's no mask. Because when you're with your friends, you don't wear a mask only when you're virtue signaling in public. With these guys, you always see a difference between their private life and their public life. Well,
0: what was interesting, though, if they thought it was so serious, there is a video going around. Before
1: before we get to that, one second. Nancy Pelosi's party fundraiser. Only the help was wearing masks. Uh, the, the, the guests, her friends were not wearing face masks. And so this is what you see when they're in public, what they're presenting, what you see in private is always, but it wasn't in private
0: when Biden was actually out, it was not in private. That's what I was getting ready to share. So when he actually did that, he walked over, had his mask on, and then he saw an older lady, an older lady and he bends down to the older lady he takes off his mask while he's talking to him so obviously he's not too concerned about masks actually working you know so you see that and you think yes. this is crazy why is he even wearing a mask in the first place if when he gets really close face to face with an old woman he actually takes down his because mask because
1: there's such a big difference between what they really actually believe and then what they virtue signal you know, yeah. to believe it's like it's like pretending to be vegetarian and telling everybody like, well, it's a travesty. I would never eat meat. You know, and you say that all in public. Yeah. But then in private, they see you and you're like
0: eating a steak or you're something.
1: You're mowing on some ribs. Yeah. And it's like, well, that's different. I come in public. He always talks about being a vegetarian. But every time we have videos of him in private, he's uh, eating ribs. Yeah. It's because they're incongruent. And everybody has a little bit of that. You know, we all get fixed up a little bit when you go out in Mm -hmm. public and this. But I'm talking major philosophical fundamental differences between who you are in private, what you actually believe, and then what you pound the table on that you think is a really big deal when you're you're out in public. There are two really big differences. And we've all seen this. I mean, I kind of observed this early on when you're at a restaurant and people Masks in their pocket.
0: Yeah, take their petri dish out of their pocket. Some nasty thing they've had in there for
1: six months. They put <laughs> on their t
0: shirt from high school or something. Yeah,
1: they they put it on so they can walk to a table and sit down. I thought, you know, if people really felt like their life was on the line, I don't think that they would just pull that out of their pocket. It sort of it sort of just became sort of a a, a virtue signal, mm-hmm. a head nod of like, hey, I'm scared too. Are you scared? Okay, we're both really scared, and and you're part of the I'm scared club. Yep. So yeah, let's talk about the it.
0: difference between. Private and public. So, you know, uh, one thing I really love about President Trump is he seems like he is the same everywhere, whether he yeah. is in private or public. And he that really showed off uh, well, when well, he I'm, was with the NYPDQ, NYPD. <laughs> 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 when he was with the NYPD, uh, look at the picture there. He's not wearing a mask. Nobody's wearing a mask. Check that out. I mean, because that's pretty cool. Because when you're with your
1: friends, you act like you, who you really are. Now, here's the deal. If you see a, a, a picture of President Trump, playing golf with his friends, no mask. If you see him at Bedminster, one of his his resorts, no mask. If you see him with his grandkids and his family and they're doing something, no no mask. mask when you see him with his friends. But the difference is his friends are the American people, you know, and that's the thing that was always befuddling about, about, President Trump that people couldn't grab a hold of. They thought, how could this Manhattan billionaire who has a driver Mm -hmm. still be relatable to the regular person? Because in order to do what he's done in building skyscrapers in Manhattan and these things, he had to be able to talk to the HVAC guy. And he would he would skip all the chains of command and be like, hey, why are we running behind on this? What can we do to help make this happen faster? Like, well, the reason we're running slow is because these guys over here. So he would get the real deal and he would go over there and fix it because he knew how to talk to real people. Humans. A lot yeah. of people when they gain a certain amount of wealth, they're so so sequestered from real life. They forget to how to even talk to regular humans anymore. That's true. President Trump is not when he's with his friends. There's no mask off. People complained about his tweets. It's like, well, you know what he's thinking. Yeah,
0: you knew where he was, man. I wish he was still on Twitter. He doesn't. He's so much fun to. He doesn't to say read. one
1: thing and then have some intern here make that sound politically correct for me.
0: It's so true. So true. All Time's right. up. Time up. Next one. Let's talk about the foul bush.
1: Foul bush. Bush. This is not a, a baseball reference, but it is about uh former President George Bush and we're going to play you a short clip of his that I think is very revealing. You're hearing this message a lot and I want I, I want to really highlight a key moment in this because you need to be aware of what your government thinks of you mm-hmm. and, and the division that your government is currently placing on the teams mm-hmm. of, of, of what kind of a team you're on and what you're about. And I think this was very telling of, of not only what team former president George Bush thinks you're on, but what team he is on.
0: Yep. The security measures incorporated into our lives are both sources of comfort and reminders of our vulnerability. And we have seen growing evidence that the dangers to our country can come not only across borders, but from violence that gathers within. There is little cultural overlap between violent extremists abroad and
1: violent extremists at home. But in their disdain for pluralism, in their disregard for human life, in their determination
0: to defile national symbols, They are children of the same foul spirit, and it is our continuing duty to confront them. Wow, that is interesting. Children of the same foul spirit.
1: I think he's a child of a foul spirit.
0: Yeah. Okay, so in listening to this, do you think that he is talking about Antifa and what happened in the summer of 2020 and people who got their heads kicked and people that died that were trying to protect their businesses and all of and that. Do old think, ladies
1: that were beaten by two by fours yeah. from mass. Yeah. I mean, we, we all
0: saw the videos. Do you, do you think that that's what he's talking about?
1: No, I don't. Because first of all, he's a virtue signaler and he could never say anything bad about the extremely peaceful riots that burned down most of America in the summer of 2020. Those were Peaceful protests, not riots. Mm-hmm. I actually said peaceful riots. I messed up. They were peaceful protests, whether they were organized and funded by George Soros, and it's weird you would have U-Haul trucks with
0: you bricks. know with
1: all the bricks and the hammers mm-hmm. and stuff that you could organically just show your outrage uh with. Um that's not who he's gonna go against because his clan, Kamala Harris and, and the, the, the the characters that he runs with and, 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 and he edifies Created a, a a fund to make sure those people never went to jail for one day, and they had their bail paid immediately. Who he's talking about specifically when he says the the the, the desecration of of symbols, he means the symbol of the Capitol.
0: It's not the statues not, that have been torn down and all of that.
1: Not the Abraham Lincoln statues, and the Thomas Jefferson statues, and the George Washington statues, and these things that and the, the Theodore Roosevelt statue that had to be moved. And it, it's not it's not all of our history that was being washed away that he's upset about. It's about this this language of there's the, the the worst threat, and it began with Joe Biden before he was even elected. That his primary focus when he took office is to squash domestic terrorism, while he's supplying real terrorists, yeah, the Taliban, with with, with one of the most weaponized military forces in the world, one yep. of the one of the wealthiest now what they called arms dealers mm-hmm. in the in the Middle East. Uh, with military helicopters and thousands of machine guns and all of the, all, all of the arsenal that we're going to have to ever overcome when we decide to go back in there and bring peace, we're going to be dodging bullets that came from
0: when Trump's J- back in there,
1: Joe Biden's incompetence. Yeah. mundo. What, what, what,
0: and I what, think what, what, we know what, that because of when you I don't know if you guys ever saw the meme going around, but I had the three things about what are domestic terrorists within
1: put out by the our, Department of Homeland our, Security, our
0: country, you know, and it was crazy to see the things that they had listed. Yeah. Opposition to COVID measures, claims of election fraud, <laughs> belief that Trump can be reinstated in 9-11 anniversary and religious holidays. And you look at that and think this is put out by the DHS and that is looked at as potential terror threat it threats so um, keep,
1: put, keep that back up for just a second obviously talking
0: about you know what George W Bush is actually referring to
1: you need to know which side are you on are are, are you in opposition to, to covid measures do you think that there are healthy alternatives that people could be taking outside of dr fauci's protocol that makes you a problem if you don't want to get on the the hospital based conveyor belt uh for severe and, and 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 that whole process you're a problem the claim of election fraud. If you're if you're a part of these audits that are coming out this week, you know you're on the naughty list. If 9/11 anniversary and religious holidays. If you're if you're a, if you're a hey Merry Christmas, man. If you're if you're a Merry Christmas guy, your government under the current administration that's there uh, temporarily. The DHS considers you the biggest threat to our peace and freedoms what, in our country what, right now. And and George Bush just signif- signaled which team he's on, and you need to know which team he's saying that you're on.
0: That's called a rhino right there. What's interesting, too, is that Trump... He was one that in office, if you guys remember, there was a time when you would go into Target or, you know, Starbucks or different places, and they would only say happy holidays. They were never able to say Merry Christmas. i like from
1: 2008 through through the end of of, of 2015.
0: Did you guys notice when Trump came uh, to be president that that all changed? It was back to Merry Christmas. I think that's very fascinating how that happened. So it's interesting down there. Okay, ready to move on. Last one. Uh, Let's talk about scared yet. Are you scared yet? This is a pretty interesting thing. When I saw this video that we're getting ready to play, I thought, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah,
1: it, it's In its entirety, it's on our Rumble channel. If you want to go back and watch this, I encourage you to share it with friends, share it with family. People need to be aware. Um, uh, and, and these...
0: It's actually a this medical doesn't... doctor and it's a director um, of marketing. No, sorry. Yeah, marketing director in North Carolina um, at a hospital. Listen to this conversation because it's really well, fascinating. Well, one thing
1: is just lead into it. No, they're trying to get you scared. Yes. And it's not free. There's an organized, intentional campaign to create fear mm-hmm. because then they come along and they sell a solution. But it's hard to sell a solution if, if there nobody's is, scared there's no fear so take a yep. look at this
2: on the dashboard and how it's set up myself as far as how we get information out to the community on meaningful numbers we oh. do set on a weekly basis so that's on our website and we've been sharing that through social channels as well particularly those graphics that show the number of patients in house the percentage of them that are unvaccinated the percentage of unvaccinated people in the ICU and the percentage of deaths and the numbers. So those are numbers that we put out as far as we don't get into details of floor. Or right. Those other numbers are certainly out there. Right. I, I guess my feeling at this point in time is maybe we need to be completely a little bit more scary for the public. Then there's another comment, is I completely agree, there are many people still hospitalized that we're considering post-COVID, But we're not counting in those numbers. So how do we include those post-COVID people in the numbers of the patients we have in the hospital? So is that all the people who have been in the hospital since the beginning of COVID? Well, or that are still in it. And that's something that I can take to someone else. But I think those are important numbers of patients that are still in the hospital, that are off the COVID floor, but... Still are occupying the hospital for a variety of reasons. Okay. Carolyn, we call those.
1: I'm sorry we we're calling those recovered now. If you look at yeah. the Navant Health dashboard, they're listed as recovered. But I do think it from our standpoint, we would still consider them a COVID patient because they're still healing.
2: Yeah, so I, I think that that needs to be highlighted as well. Yeah. Because once they're off isolation, they drop from the COVID numbers. That's exactly right.
1: Callan, we can talk offline and yeah. uh, how we run that up to marketing right. and.
2: Right. Uh, so I'm just going to say, Carolyn, I think we have to be more blunt. We have to be more forceful. We have to say something coming out. You know, you don't get vaccinated, you know, you're going to die. I mean, let's just let's just be really blunt to these
0: people. You kay. don't get vaccinated, you know, you're going to die. And, wow. And we we
1: got to be a lot more scary.
0: We have to be a lot more scary.
1: Beef up the fear. Now, now she didn't say, "Hey, we need to beef up." The real medical numbers, the real information, so people can make informed, intelligent decisions. So, no, we have to create more fear so they'll take an injection with unknown, unknown ingredients and consequences. And consequences with with in silence. Any healthy alternatives that can happen uh, to, to keep them healthy. And the There's interesting- a marketing campaign to keep you scared. It's not. This isn't organic. Riots of 2020 were not organic. There was some organic features. There was a marketing campaign behind this to beef up fear, both domestically. The Chinese mm-hmm. government is running ads in America to increase fear, to increase division. And our hospitals are they are no different than somebody trying to sell you tires or sell you cars. They're trying to sell you a health solution without telling you even what's in it.
0: Man. Okay. So question for you. What is your thought? I know we got 12 seconds, but I do want your thought. What is your thought on the end when they said, well, can we still use these numbers of people that no longer really have COVID, but they're still in the hospital recovering from something?
1: Yeah. Well, I think it's interesting. I think it's interesting is we need to to discuss this offline. That means that third person, the gal in the black shirt.
0: Was not happy with that. Did you notice that she didn't say anything? She's like, wait a second here. What's going on? Why would they have to do that?
1: And that may have been who eventually shared this video. I don't, I don't know because this is somebody's, you know, Zoom recording. Yeah. You know, in this process, but we're gonna have to we're to have to talk offline and run that up to marketing. Mm-hmm. But you need to look at, at what numbers are being used from what categories, and they're wanting to use those and trick you and manipulate you and create you scared based on cases, not deaths. They don't want to tell you, wow, people, people are catching this variant a lot easier, and they're surviving a lot faster, yep. getting better a lot quicker. They don't want to sell any of these people. What what they're doing is they're going down the roads of your town and your community, forcing you to mask up your kids, forcing you to make adjustments, forcing you to take uh, a vaccine under an emergency use authorization only, and that's still what it is period, until the, the trials are finished. They're, you do, they're, they're basically driving down the streets of your town, sprinkling nails on the road, and then coming along and selling you a fix of flat and new tires. Man. They're the ones causing a problem, and they're the ones selling the solution when there are lots of solutions, just not as profitable as the ones that they have.
0: That's exactly right. So you have to look at it and think, why are they doing what they're doing? There's obviously some sort of hidden agenda behind it, and we are not falling for it. I just want to encourage you that truly, it's going to get dark. You know, we've been like we talked about dark, Dave well, Scarlet today. It's going to get dark. they spending it's money to make it look darker. Yeah, exactly. But but great things are coming. Yes. And so we have to continue looking at our source. We have to continue looking at our ultimate healer, our ultimate physician. And that truly is God. Great things are coming. It's just looking forward to the future and not getting stuck in where you are right now. Watch what you're what you're watching, what you're taking in. Yes. Do not live in fear and live in faith.
1: And in cl- closing shot, it's your choice what you're partnering with. It's your choice. You're choosing if you're going to partner with fear, you're yep. going to partner with hope. When you look at some of the shows we've done this week and that are going to be coming out, you look at Coy Griffin, you go to rumble.com forward slash Flavor Conservatives, and you look at the Coy Griffin show. Mm-hmm. You look at somebody who was put in solitary confinement for nine days because he would not take a, 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 a COVID test Test. Mm-hmm. because they didn't want their numbers. They want him doing it to them. They were he's being he's been held without even charges being presented. And it's like everything was taken away, but they left him with a Bible. And he's like, they
0: made a big mistake. They made a
1: big mistake because I filled myself full of God's word. I filled myself full of hope, and I filled myself full of truth. And in a world of lies and a world of faux information, when you give access to the truth, to a true solution, the fear tends to go away. Yes, the fear is going to go away. And, and you look at these people, uh, Dave Scarlet. Two, he died twice. Two near death experiences. I don't know if you call them near-death experiences he did, he died you twice. actually died got and, back to life. and come back twice. When you go through these things, you sort of look at the next thing as maybe it's not that big of a deal. Maybe, maybe I'm, I'm just going to let go of fear.
0: When the, when the serious they, thing happens to you and you survive, you kind of look at things differently. Yeah.
1: Maybe it, Maybe, you know what, maybe mm-hmm. I, I don't need to be fearful 24 hours a day. And some of you guys right now, you're taking this fear. It, it, it's on you when you're in the shower. It's on you when you're putting on your shoes. You're driving to work. You're
0: worried you're, about your finances. You're, you're worried about your job, uh, forcing you with a vaccine. You're worried about, you know, you don't want to get COVID. You're worried about hospital settings. You're worried about like all of these different things. But it really comes down to where are you putting your eyes who is your source? You know, man, okay, maybe you are having to step away from your job because they're going to force it and you're not going to take it. You know what? God has something better for you then. Your provider, your creator is going to take care of you. You're going to be yes. okay.
1: It is It is. It is better to live fear-free and have the worst thing happen than to, than to pay rent on a house that you're not even living in every day. And that's what I mean by fear. Fear is a payment. Yes. Fear is like making a payment on a boat that you don't even have that you don't even get to go out and drive, that you don't even get to enjoy. You might as well only be paying for the things that are real. And you can only put yourself in a position to do that when you break agreements with fear and you do make an agreement with hope and say, I'm only going to agree with what is true and I'm letting go of all the rest. Yes,
0: that's exactly right. That's it. So we just thank you for joining us today. Have hope, have excitement for the future. Know that you were born for such a time as this. God is going to come. He's, he is parting the Red Sea and you get to be a part of a time that is a biblical proportion. We bless you to wake up, speak up, and show
1: up. Let us know what you think of the new format. We'll be here every day at five o'clock. Peace out, guys.
0: We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Flyover Conservatives podcast with David and Stacey Wyden. Please subscribe, hit the notification bell and leave us a comment below. Lastly, if you enjoyed today's podcast, share with those who came to mind. Be blessed and make it a great day.